he says, we do speak wisdom to those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are passing away. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. The wording from this song, a song that was sung back in 1970, 1970, this song was sung. Now, that may be a little before some of your time. You with me? I was um, 21 years old. The guy that sung this song was named Tyrone Davis. Those that are laughing, you know, they know what I'm talking about. Now, there's a recent song that's got the same wordings, but I didn't want the words from that guy. I wanted the words from the song from the guy I listened to because I know him. Tyrone Davis wrote a song entitled Turn Back the Hands of Time. I don't want to stir that up. <laughs> Turn back the hands of time. Listen to me. Oh, darling. I'm so lonely without you. Can't sleep at night. Always thinking about you. But if I had the chance to start all over, I would be wishing the day on a four-leaf clover. Now, what I really started to do is bring my phone out here and play it over the microphone. That's what I really wanted to do because this is a powerful song. It's saying, leaving you would be the last thing on my mind if I could turn back the hands of time. If I could turn back the hands of time. Oh, baby. If I could turn back the hands of time. <laughs> Oh, darling, I can't hold out much longer. For the pain is getting deep, or the hurt keeps getting stronger. But if I had just one more try, I would be yours alone till the day I die. You know the words to this song sound like the songs that could be sung by many people we read about in Scripture. Do you think the rich man who died and went to hell if he could just turn back the hands of time. And Jesus allowed us to look at that situation because he brought a message back from hell. And the guy even said, could you go tell my brothers not to do what I did? Because <laughs> it's hot down here. He couldn't turn back the hands of time. I'm going to give you a few more. If Pharaoh only knew who Moses was, 
if he only knew who sent Moses, if he could go back a couple of years or a couple of days from the day that God showed him, you're not running Egypt, I am. Pharaoh would want one more time to deal with Moses. First of all, he didn't know who Moses was. And many times in life, we don't know what's going on. We don't know years down the road, you'll be singing this song about this pandemic. If I could turn back the hands of time, if I could go back because God is teaching us something right here in the midst of what we're going through. Could you take 39 more years of this? The children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness. Could you do this 39 more years? Well, God ain't trying to see how many people are going to die. God ain't trying to see how many people are not going to make it, how many people are going to lose their house, their job. God ain't doing that because he told Israel, let's follow the pattern in Scripture. He told Israel, I brought you to this place to see if you would obey me, to see if you would trust me, to see if you would do everything I asked you to do. I suffered you the hunger. I allowed this to happen. Why? Because I was teaching you and training you and making you for a better place you go into. We are misunderstanding the pandemic. We are misunderstanding the times. We misunderstand the resurrection. Listen to what scripture is saying. Just think if Satan knew what God was going to do to Job at the end. Just think if Satan knew that from the beginning, he'd have left both of them alone. Just, just think, just think. If he would have knew the end of the story, you, you got to follow me here now. What is the end of this thing? Because God said, I declare the end from the beginning. God knows the end. Wow. What about Korah, Dathan, and Abiram? Just think if they would have just listened to Moses. <laughs> he said, they had to rebel against him. And they died, the 250 men with him and their families. Yeah. As they they could say, if I could turn back the hands of time. <laughs> just think if I could turn back the hands of time. They did this in their ignorance. They did this how? Yeah. In their ignorance. They didn't know God had mercy. When they crucified Jesus, they didn't know he was the Lord of glory. Pilate's wife told Pilate, she said, don't have anything to do with this righteous man because I was troubling a dream. There's nothing wrong with this man. You have nothing to do with this. But then if we look at the book of Corinthians, Paul writes this letter to the Corinthians in chapter 2 this is what he says about the Corinthians brethren chapter 2 when I came to you I did not come to you with superiority speech or of wisdom or claiming to you the testimony of God Paul came to Corinth as a witness as a what now as a witness proclaiming to you the testimony of God the testimony 
of God. This is what he was saying. And this message that he's writing to them, that was addressed to people who had a certain mindset. See, in the Christian church, we don't have a single mindset. We have so many different mindsets. So the man of God, or whoever stands to speak for God, must have wisdom that's not of this world, because that's where people mind rest on the wisdom of this world. See, our minds are set on what science is saying, and there's nothing wrong with that. Our mind is set on what I would call the doctors and all the politicians are saying. Our mind is set on that. Now, the world says that there's a potential in you, there's more in you that you think than you, and you need to live up to your full potential. That is correct. There's nothing wrong with that. But the world does not have the wisdom. Listen to me. The world does not have the wisdom. The world does not have the wisdom to help you bring it out. Now, what they want you to do is to follow their wisdom. You want to be to your fullest potential, then here's a program for you. You want to live the life that God wants you to live? You want to have what God wants you to live? Follow my program. That's human wisdom. Listen to me. That's what now? Human wisdom. We're operating today by human wisdom because as the scripture lets us know, it has not yet been revealed. It has not yet been revealed what God is really, really doing right now. But it rests assured that the message is very clear. The wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Listen at the scripture here. I didn't come to you with superiority of speech, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and crucified. I was with you in weakness. Doesn't sound like Paul. And in fear and much trembling. That doesn't sound like a spirit-filled man. That doesn't sound like the way we talk. That doesn't sound like the way we feel. He said, I was with you, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the power. The little strength I did have, it didn't come from what I did for myself. The power that I had come from God. I was weak. I was in fear. I was in much trembling. Humanly speaking, I had no power to do nothing to help you. Wow. But then listen to what he says. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. The only power that was working was God's power. Now here's, here's, here's evidence that God's power was working. For we find over in chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, in everything you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, you were enriched in him. Paul says, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you. How do you know it was confirmed? Because you're not lacking in anything spiritual that God wants you to have. If you're lacking in anything spiritual God wants you to have, you missed the message. The evidence that Jesus is not dead is in you. There were no eyewitnesses. Nobody saw Jesus walk out that tomb. If you had court today, there would be no eyewitnesses, there would be no court. Mary, the women, they didn't see Jesus walk out that grave. Nobody saw Jesus walk out the grave. They saw him after the resurrection. And if there's any evidence he's alive, it's not the result of people who can't move. It's not the result of people who have no energy. 
the evidence that he got up is because of what's happening in you. Paul said the evidence is where? In you. Glory to God. He got up with resurrection power, not while you singing and clapping, but at your weakest moment. At your most trying time, he's the resurrected Lord yesterday, today, and forever. Then he says this. I like that. The testimony concerning Christ was confirmed where? In you. Wow. Oh, he says, I didn't come to you powerful and strong, full of vigor. So I was trembling. I was in weakness and much trembling. Let me, let me see if I can elaborate on this just, just a little bit more. Paul was really concerned about the church there at Corinth. And I'm going to tell you why he was concerned about it. Because some of them had been told the resurrection had already passed. It's gone. It's already passed. He says, so what is the proof of the resurrection? Can you just bear with me just a moment? What is your proof of the resurrection? How does the church prove he's resurrected? I'd make it my business a lot of times to watch the YouTube, to watch preachers. I make it my business. You know why I make it my business? Because if you're not preaching Jesus, you're not helping people. Listen to what I'm saying. He says, my message in my preaching was not in persuasive words of wisdom, human wisdom. I didn't come to try to persuade you. I didn't come to try to win you over to me. I came for the specific purpose, bring you the demonstration of the spirit and power. Check mark on that. So that your faith will not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Check that. Yet, he says in verse 6, we do speak wisdom among those who are what? Mature. Now that's, that calls for a little quietness there. We speak wisdom among them who are what now? Mature. So the whole church wasn't able to get this. However, not of this age. Ah, not of this age. What we're talking about didn't originate in this age. We're not talking about the sophisticated actions of the 21st century. We're not talking about the wisdom of the skilled men of today. We're not talking about the wisdom on trying to live on how to live today. He said the wisdom that we share with the mature, those who have developed to the point where they can understand the spiritualities of God, he says, we do speak wisdom to those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are passing away. They're passing away. Why? They have nothing eternal to hold on to. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.